Welcome everyone to another episode of the In Real Deep podcast. I'm your host, Steve Cimino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com. And with me as always is executive editor, Andrew Johnson. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Oh, spooky man. Spooky man for a spooky episode. <laughs> spooky series. Spooky series. That's right. A little four-part mini-series we're working on here. Because it's October, and if October brings one thing to mind, it's spooks and scares and trouble and horror. And I guess trouble isn't necessarily part of horror, but there's usually trouble involved when horror is there, so... I, we're, either way, we're talking about horror. This is our special little horror series. We are going to really get into it. We're going to watch some movies. We're going to deconstruct a whole genre. It's going to be super nerdy and super in real deepy. And I don't know about you, Andrew, but I'm very excited. I am as well. I think trouble is just a part of our daily existence these days. But uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the well, our lives are sort of horror at this point, too. Yeah. So that's not uh, far off. Very true. Yes, I'm in a movie I would like to get out of uh, <laughs> most days. Uh, yeah, no, I'm very excited. I mean, we're neither of us are, are enormous horror fans by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I think we both have a very healthy appreciation for a, uh, a horror movie done done well. So I yeah. think so too, and I think that's one of the things we're really going to get into is it, horror is a very interesting genre to discuss because so much of it sort of falls under its its larger banner. And you can you, know, you and I were the reason we're doing this is because you and I were batting around some movies and talking about some ideas, and I was visibly frustrated or not visibly but vocally frustrated that you were bringing these up as horror movies. I was like, these aren't horror, but but in, but as many people define them as such, and I think that's fascinating that people that you know these these uh, that we try and classify certain things under a banner that you wouldn't necessarily consider you know it's it just casts a wide net yeah yeah well it's it's um it's interesting because it's like when i think of like genres that are most sort of uh sort of uh, given to sort of like tropes and and cliches right like horror is one that jumps out like immediately right like there's so many horror movies they do well at the box office but we've all seen so many of them that they they sort of lend themselves to um to, to familiarity and uh, cookie cutter sort of approaches. But like, unlike, unlike another genre that I think is kind of like that, like Westerns, right? Like horror really does cover a broad and diverse set of films, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I guess Tarantino's made some sort of strange Westerns lately, but, <laughs> but for the most part, Westerns are Westerns, right? Like yep. horror movies cover space, time, you know demons a lot of different there's a lot of a lot of a lot of uh big lot lizards of, uh, big monkeys right right yeah or or apes, apes uh, depending, on, depending on yeah so yeah i mean i think that's the most interesting it's a very rich it's clearly one of the most popular genres of film i mean there's no no arguing that i mean that's why there's schlocky stuff every any time of the year when you go to the movie theater that falls into the the horror horror category um so but some of the best movies of all time are also classified as horror as well and i and i think one of the things we're going to talk about is most people probably wouldn't say oh, i'm going to see a horror movie when they go see mm-hmm. them but mm-hmm. they, a lot of them can be certainly be defined as such and it's the the fear and the the big twists or the big moments of you know shock and awe and disgust that really define those movies and those are staples of horror so yeah, and there's so many different. I mean, I guess that's the other thing. There's so many different variations of horror, right? You think of everything from like a, a saw, like a, a gore splatter, 
or like human centipede or something, which is just there to like basically gross you out and make you feel uncomfortable to, you know, psycho or another like thriller suspense movie, which doesn't show you hardly any of that, but is, you know, unsettling in its own right and in its own way. So. Sure. And I think we're talking about where that, you know, you said, you know, they've become sort of there's that gore side and there's that intelligent smart side. It's good to see where that all came from. Like the originals right. and, the, and the movies that spawned this whole subgenre is, is really interesting because it didn't just appear out of thin air. Like they there were these extremely successful and well-known you know, examples. And then from now we have, you know, 100 movies a year that are just straight crap and some of them that are great. So it's a very interesting little world they have. Yeah. We're going to dip our toes in a little bit for the whole month of October. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. But to get us through the horrors of every day, we turn to the beverage of choice, <laughs> our segment where we discuss what we're drinking while we record this podcast. Andrew, I have a spooky Pacifico, the scariest beer you could ever possibly drink in my hands right now. Uh, and I am drinking a thrilling and suspenseful uh, bourbon and diet ginger ale with lime in it. It's, it's very delicious. The bourbon is bullet, by the way. Okay, that sounds so. like a fall beverage at least, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warm, yeah. Warms you up, makes you feel good. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. So, like you said, neither one of us are big horror fans. We don't profess to be experts of the genre by any stretch of the imagination, but we really thought a bit. We thought that was sort of a whole interesting idea. We don't come into it. We're not going to give, you know, a detailed treatise on what makes horror, where it came from, where it is, but we're going to talk about it as movie fans, as we are, who are or who want to see more of these movies, who know a little bit, and really just have a curiosity and our own little theories and observations on what makes horror what it is. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I guess that's where we should start, right? Which is like, what, what is horror? And I guess this part of this was sort of, at least this episode was sort of sparked in the, the list you're referencing, you know, that, that King Kong, the 1933 original King Kong was, uh, on the list very high as like one of the great horror movies of all time. And you said, that's not a horror movie. <laughs> and I said, well, I think it's kind of a horror movie. Uh, I mean, it's it certainly covers adventure and a lot of other genres. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you have a enormous creature, like, tearing down New York City and, you know, terrorizing a, a woman and stuff like that. So, But I think that's kind of an interesting entree to this, right? Like, so um, horror can be... You can define it very narrowly as like, you know, slasher films and the type we're sort of all familiar with. Or you can you can make it very broad and and maybe King Kong isn't one. But, you know, what about a movie like Alien or some other others that are sort of, you know, definitely have their toe in other other genres or maybe like half their body in another genre, but are still borrowing heavily from sort of the 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 horror horror genre i think it's an interesting discussion oh yeah and i think that you know when it comes to something like king kong it is my, my first instinct was to think like what the hell is andrew talking about or what the hell is this website trying to do come on king kong isn't horror like where's halloween where's friday the 13th where's the things that i consider it but yeah but i do see that you know 
there's horror that you know crosses time spans and generations there's like if, if you were to show me cloverfield and i've seen cloverfield but if you were to show me cloverfield and king kong they're, they're not that they're really not far off in what they're the core of the right. story is but cloverfield has modern feel to mm-hmm. it if it, it actually feels scary like it, it's obvious that's the whole point of the movie is to put you right in that moment but i think it succeeds in that regard king kong just feels sort of silly at this point because it's 80 years old like oh like, yeah. no, come on this is a this big <laughs> monkey's not real like so so in, in that sense i do i do see your point that 80 years ago people were probably pretty like uh, they might not have been scared but they're probably like whoa this is a big monkey like what we've never heard of this before this blows our minds like this is certainly would be frightening if a big monkey came into our city and started punching things and picking up women so uh. i think there is i think there is i think horror is one of those interesting genres where there are those that like are scary no matter what that they've been they were scary back then they're scary now there's not a lot of them but it does have some of those moments and there's the horror that is really specific to a time and a place and a, and a situation where it was frightening to those who were seeing it but it was not frightening to you know looking back you just sort of scoff and go oh that's cute that they thought that was scary yeah and i think i think the other sort of interesting thing is 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 yeah i mean so like yeah king kong feels really quaint now uh you know when when we watch it Uh, by the way i'm just gonna ignore the fact that you were trolling me and calling him a gorilla a monkey repeatedly (laughs) you're really adamant about that it's like oh well my mother would not let me get away with this if uh if she heard it she would be very very unhappy a true story and a total aside uh curious george is a monkey in the books the children's books but he has no tail and so my mother drew tails on curious george to make him anatomically (laughs) correct anyway that makes a lot of sense as to why you're so the the pieces fell into place there so thank you yeah 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 yeah. speaking of our own pathologies (laughs) um uh yeah i mean it's it's it 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 is so it feels it, it feels big and i guess one of the things that like kind of interests me about this whole discussion is is the idea of uh uh genres being bar- borrowed from or mashed up and mashed together like uh, i think i wrote this when i i did my film 101 piece on the on the first godfather movie but um the, the scene where michael's like rushing to the hospital um to sort of prevent uh the rival gangsters from finishing off um don corleone like that scene where he's like running around the um the, the halls of the hospital and it's dark and shadowy is like straight horror. Mm-hmm. Like it's like dropped right in the middle of like a movie that no one would ever call horror. Right. Um, and I think that's just an example of how I think the reason horror is so successful is because it taps into sort of this, like this primal part of our brains. Right. And, and, and it can be even effective, even if it's five minutes of a movie, you know, it, it just, it, it, it gets something going. I mean, we've all, we've all had that feeling watching a movie where you're, you know, the hair raises on your arm or you get a little freaked out. Uh, um, and I think that's, that's part of why these are so popular, even though we don't necessarily, I think the reason we don't necessarily love them so much is because there's a, there's so much to sift through in terms of crap now. Like, yep. like there's just, it, it remains one of the most dominant genres and, and there's just so much crap. But, but that said, you know, and we'll talk about this there, there are some pretty great horror films being made today. Um, and, and, and that's what, that's what it's all, that's what it's all about to me. Like that's when I get excited about a, a horror film is when it sort of taps that nerve. 
yeah transcends the general expectation and the general you know sense of people a lot of of people really like paying 13 bucks and going to the movies and just going ah and then walking out 90 minutes later and going oh i went ah like seven times that was great but i think neither one of us is really and i don't want to call it a cheap thrill but we we prefer a little more substance to it we're not just looking to get frightened we'd like it to be a really good movie that has some of those elements or a lot of those elements and i think that is something that you don't get too often but when you do it's really special and that that reminds me, you know, as I was doing my research before we started talking, I was looking up, you know, just how people define horror and what they think about it and some of the, the great films that fall into the horror genre. And they listed things like The Exorcist, which makes sense. That has, you know, Supernatural and that's a no-brainer. But then there's stuff like The Shining, Alien, The Fly, Silence of the Lambs. You know, a lot of, most people consider all those movies to be somewhat or very horror. And I think not all of, most people wouldn't think of horror as the word you'd use to describe all those movies. But yeah. but they definitely it, it's it's more about the elements of it I think than than the larger idea like we, we've definitely sort of taken horror to mean slasher to mean scares jumping out or now it's, there's a lot of found footage like they sort of fall into these specific categories but it really is more of like a mindset and more of a general tension and apprehension and concern and then usually a big scare or two at least but I, I just you know when I when I see a list like that of all these great movies that are considered horror it definitely makes me take a step back and reconsider am i unfairly maligning this genre or am i saying i'm not a horror fan just because like you said i'm not going to see you know the 10 15 horror movies that come out every six months like i don't know if that's really even horror like i think horror is something a little more and hopefully that's the kind of thing we're gonna get into in the movies we're gonna see for this little sub-series because there is a lot there that that should be characterized as horror that that is really something special yeah and i i think it's an interesting point you make because um, like horror and comedy are the two only two genres I can think of that are genres purely on the emotions they make you feel right. Like, uh, like a western is a western because of its setting and location, and an adventure is uh, something people go and do, right? Like, but like horror and comedy are purely defined by uh, am I scared or disturbed or whatever, unsettled, whatever you want to call it, or and did I laugh, right? Like the which is which kind of makes them special, and actually, you can kind of now that I say that, I, I'm feeling especially profound because there, there's a lot of I think similarities in terms of like there are a lot of comedies that come out. A lot of them are crap, you know. Like it's we we probably both of us like comedy more. I mean, we're more familiar with that genre, but I I think there's some similarities there in terms of trying to elicit emotion. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff to sift through in terms of quality and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, and maybe and, and you saying that even you know we're just we're just exposing each other to new ideas by talking in a very in, in a way like that I like. But if you said you were a comedy fan, of course you're a comedy. Like I mean that that's not that doesn't right. mean anything. Like sure right. you like to laugh. Right. Like so to say you're a horror, <laughs> but to say you're a horror fan sort of does imply I feel like at least these days the the movies we're talking about that's 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 that makes me feel bad for having ju- passing judgment at all in that regard because it's just not it, it means something right. different than it should you know you're right there is it really is about the emotions that surface and it should not be about the the schlock that came out last week right and i think that so that kind of leads into like what is a great horror film to me and and to me it's it's a very specific and personal definition and in some in some ways more personal than um you know just what makes a great film generally because it 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 to me, and and this is one of the other reasons I, f- I find a lot, like about 95% of horror movies d- 
difficult to watch and enjoy. It's like most of them just flat out don't make me unsettled or scared, really. Like they they just seem kind of stupid and silly. Um, that said, the flip side of that is like when I watch a great horror film that that leaves me unsettled or scared or uh, or whatever, just uncomfortable. It's it sticks with me in this way that like many other movies can't. Like um, last year, The Witch uh, was one of my favorite top ten films of of the year, and um, and that was a movie that was not really you know it wasn't there wasn't splatter and gore but it was just deeply deeply unsettling uh and 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 that's that to me is is great that's great horror right if it's if it if it bothers you um if it makes you feel that emotion um then then it's it's succeeded in in doing what it's supposed to do uh and maybe maybe i just don't like feeling that unsettled most of the time and so that's why i'm not <laughs> i don't seek it out as much but <laughs> but i mean it it is it is uh it is it's it is a very specific sort of uh thing to me uh you know a, a good horror movie and it, and it's it's harder for me to nail down attribute wise than probably any other any other sort of genre you know sure and we were talking about get out before we started recording and you haven't seen get out yet i don't believe but uh, it was it's one of the most you know popular movies of the entire year let alone just in the horror world but it is definitely it doesn't play on you know the jump out like it's just the dread when you finally see it there's a ton of comedy too it's very funny and there's a lot of social commentary and there's a ton of stuff going on but there is a constant feeling of dread the entire time and it eventually manifests into something more real and genuinely scary but just the uncomfortableness and the concern and the just you know just ugh, the crawls you just feel just watching these people interact is just is great and it really does invoke a lot of the the qualities that I would love to see from more horror which is not like you said not leaning on uh, a trope that has worked before not leaning on a big ah or even like the the uh, found footage kind of idea of just waiting for the thing to happen you right know? like you know right. it's coming and and that that makes you more scared than the actual events taking place on screen is is you know something's yeah. gonna jump out and you know because it's so uh, but but uh, a movie like get out and a lot of the other movies we talked about that I wouldn't necessarily necessarily clarify as horror uh, really use it as part of their movie prowess and as being a good movie and they don't lean on it it just fact it just factors into their high quality filmmaking and i think that's a really nice touch and and that does help it cross genres and it it, it makes it more interesting and it just makes it you know it it that that sense of of that emotion of just concern and and an apprehension and and just not feeling good is is a skill that if you employ it correctly it really goes such a long way yeah, I think it was Hitchcock who sort of said, you know, the the best best horror happens off screen, right? When you when you activate the part of a person's brain where they have to imagine uh, what's going on, um, rather than you know. And this is where I would particularly slam the like, you know, torture porn uh, stuff that was, I guess, really popular last decade. You know, like Saw and Hostel and. I mean, the worst of it was the Human Centipede movie, um, <laughs> where it's just about it's just about grossing you out, which is that's just revulsion, you know. That, that doesn't like that doesn't stick with me like in the same way that um, the sort of psychological uh, stuff does. I mean, and, and again, to go back to Hitchcock, you know, the Psycho, you don't see a you don't see a, a blade or a knife going into. Um, Vivian Lee's body uh, uh, when she's you know being killed in the infamous shower scene, you just see 
her react in horror and then you see blood going down the train mm-hmm. yeah, it's very powerful um very powerful so so you know i guess i guess we're uh, we're aligned on that maybe may, maybe again maybe this is why we're not um not modern horror fans but um the 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 it's the it's the mental the imagination piece of things that, that really uh and i mean but we also grew up in you know we grew up with uh the scream movies we grew up with yeah. i know you did last summer we grew up these like uh <sighs> these sort of slasher films that that deconstructed horror but in like a very uh pronounced sort of way like there wasn't a lot of subtlety to it like scream is the least subtle movie ever and and that's why i think you know 14 year old kids loved it and it, you know and there, there's there's some good scream isn't the worst thing in the world but it it uh it definitely i think set a sort of a tone for a little while of you know your horror can't it doesn't necessarily have to be smart it doesn't have to be well done even it needs to be and need, not, maybe not self-aware, but but it should you know it should tie in other elements. Like it shouldn't necessarily act like it's it's a standalone thing that has never happened before. Like it's okay to to feel like you're you're, you're ripping other people off. Sometimes it's even good. Like and then and then that, that tied in with the franchise era that sort of started around that time. I feel like just set hard down a bad path where where it, it was less about coming up with a great idea and more about winking and nodding to people and being like, look at us, look how smart we are. We've seen some yeah. movies. We get it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and then well, I, I ironically, I think the the film that kind of broke 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 us free of that to some degree was Cabin in the Woods, which was like the ultimate the ultimate sort of version of that, but was still <laughs> like very cleverly made. I think, especially relative to the other movies you're kind of talking about. Um, I mean, it, it was overt in its subversion, right? Like it it, it set out to exactly do that. Um, uh, and, and then, and then since then, I, I would sort of argue that we've had, we've had a, we've had a, a nice run the last five years or so of, of really great, great, um, great horror films. Uh, and one of which we'll, we'll get to, I, I think in, as part of this series. So, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I am a huge fan of the Babadook. Let the right one in was fantastic. That certainly was horror. Like the, the last decade I would say has definitely been very good or at least has opened a, and maybe it's just with more opportunities with, uh, you know, with just, though it's not been good for other genres, horror has always been really cheap to make. I know that's why they right. like making so many of them right. because they can right. churn them out with ease. You don't need yeah. big stars. It actually is to your detriment probably to have big stars. It's good to just throw nameless, faceless teens out there to just get <laughs> murdered. But even it, you know, it just came out, and we're not going to do it. We unfortunately we did not see it, uh, but I think that it was no one was in it. Like the point of it was not check out the it's a bunch of kids and a clown, and it made three hundred million dollars. So yeah. there is there is a there's a, a desire for these movies, and there's been you know the strength in making them without devoting countless resources to that, and that leads to the schlock that we don't like, but it also opens the door for some good stuff, for some good social commentary, for some for some smart filmmaking that can also be done on the cheap. So, Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, one other thing you said, Andrew, that I really I thought was interesting is we were talking about Old Boy, which is a movie that no one would really consider horror, I would think. Like, it, yeah. it feels... But it also sort of defies genre. Is it like... there's? I guess there's some thriller elements. There's... You know, it's definitely a, a fighting movie. It's like um, know, action in a lot of ways, but... Mystery. Mystery, mystery for sure. Is yeah. Like but there is yeah. that... But, the, but there is that underlying mystery <laughs> behind it, which you said. And there's that underlying sort of... There's a level of concern and... And an oddness throughout it all that something is going wrong, something's not right. You're not privy yep. to the whole story, and then the huge 
disgusting reveal at the end really you know i don't know if that makes yeah. it horror necessarily but it certainly it, it inspires horror in the viewer so well yeah it, it does disgust in a really different way than again like human centipede and the saw movies do right but it it certainly gets the disgust part and drives that right home you know like um and not just discuss at the the situation but discuss for the main character discuss yeah. just at the fact that he's been messed with so much and and yeah. led down this horrifying path like it does a great job of making which i think a lot of the good horror movies do probably all of them is make you not just scared for yourself but scared for the people like scared for everyone involved and and mm-hmm. and disgusted for them like that's it's not just and that's why i think people, the some of the movies that just make you jump really miss the point like it's not about you jumping it's about them you jumping with them jumping for mm-hmm. them right 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 totally totally agree um and yeah i mean i guess in in this scenario i would argue that that old boy is as much horror as it is any of the other things you're kind of talking about um if if we have to put it into a box i mean i think i think what you're also getting at is that yeah great movies generally speaking sort of defy genre or dabble in crossover and uh that's again a sort of a a more general point than a specific one to any movie but yeah you know they they are a lot of different things because they're they're ultimately just great great stories so sure and that's something i definitely you know before you and i started talking about this i i was you know being very close-minded i think on the idea of horror i think if you'd asked me uh, like a few weeks ago, I said, oh, I don't really like horror at all. But now that I've thought about it and given it a modicum of thought, I would say, oh, sure, I like it fine. It's great. It can be used very well, you know? I was yep. being a fool, and now I'm hopefully less of a fool, so. Yeah, well, we're, that's that's the whole point of this this whole exercise is so both of us end up being slightly less foolish, I suppose. Sure, and, and hope every, all of our listeners be less fools, too. If they perhaps find themselves into a sort of foolish corner, we'll help them back out of it. Yeah, yeah. So for this series, we are going to be talking about three movies. Every Monday of October moving forward, we're going to talk about a movie that defines horror in its genre and and had implications on the entire, you know, that whole area of movies. First off, we're going to start off with Rosemary's Baby, the Roman Polanski movie, which I have not seen and you have seen, correct? No, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it no. either, okay. Which, no, yeah. Rosemary's Baby, the movie that neither one of us have seen, but... <laughs> <laughs> which I know is, you know, is is very different than some of the things we've talked about and certainly doesn't fall into uh, the the sort of shock and awe or disgust area, but definitely is is horrifying in its own way. So I think that'll that I think we're really we're, we're, and we wanted to talk about a movie that is not a, is not from the era where John Carpenter and though we will dip into John Carpenter, but where where Halloween and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, made, basically made slasher sort of synonymous with horror. Right. Well, yeah, we wanted to dip back further than I like. Again, we were sort of talking talking through it. You know, we consider even the 1970s uh, of our generation, I guess. You know, um, and so Rosemary's Baby. Obviously, neither of us have seen it, so it dips back a little bit further. Um, and uh, you know, you get a very young Mia Farrow and and Polanski. So it's a great, great, great director yeah. and actor there. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and there's a great uh, Karina Longworth. You must remember this episode or series about Mia Farrow, which is probably worth listening to. Um, if you folks don't listen to that, but uh, but yeah, I, I, we wanted to we wanted to make sure we covered that era because it's very easy to focus on what horror like modern horror is now, right? And and to me, modern horror really starts with 
uh, a, a couple movies in the seventies, mainly the uh, the Exorcist and which spawned like the Omen and a lot of the other ones, and then all the slasher movies, which I guess sort of started with Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then Halloween. So, um, but those are very familiar to us. We know. I mean, Cabin in the Woods is kind of a entire movie about those movies and so we wanted to dip further uh and 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 get some other stuff to make sure our our palette was diverse sure and and back in the era where you could make a movie with supernatural horror elements that was not was not didn't come from anything else it wasn't spawned by like you said it didn't it didn't really have a predecessor in that regard it didn't follow in the footsteps of something that was critically or commercially successful it was a story on its own and i think that's kind of the thing we wanted to do and not even like dipping back into the frankenstein wolfman classic right. movie monsters which okay. which are so well known at this point that it's, it's hard to watch those and, and and take it out of context and judge it you know same thing as like king kong like you can't it's hard to watch frankenstein and be like oh this is great like it's like yeah it's great but it's also frankenstein you know like what do you what is there to say but rosemary's baby i feel like is in that sweet spot before like you said things were sort of more defined yeah yeah like i was just watching the old frankenstein from 1933 before we hopped on here and it was the you know the infamous it's alive it's alive scene and it just it just is so i i think we would just get distracted by uh (laughs) by the sort of what what is those movies weren't I don't think intended to be camp at the time, but now they certainly are, especially that one in particular with like Mel Brooks doing young Frankenstein anyway. Sure. Um, Yeah. You can, especially that one. Um, (laughs) But yeah. So we're going to follow Rosemary's baby then with the thing, the John Carpenter movie from 1982, which it definitely, which again, another one of the movies when it came up, my first thought was that's not horror. Obviously it, (laughs) it, it, it probably falls into science fiction just as strongly as horror, but it certainly inspired a bevy of movies after that. And John Carpenter is pretty much the master of horror. So it, you know, I think the thing is not only does it have a great young, handsome Kurt Russell, but it really, it started a whole world of, you know, of it really had the mystery element in there. It had a lot of adventure qualities to it. It is very dark and very isolated, and there's monsters. Like it really does. It covers a wide, wide range of the 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 tropes that we'd come to expect in the next thirty years from similar movies. Yep, I also haven't seen that, so I'm very excited. There we go. Well, I just ruined it for you. So there's I, tropes. Get ready for tropes. I thought, I thought I was the one who was a slightly bigger horror fan than you, but it doesn't sound like it based on the movies we picked. <laughs> I just don't. I think you, like I said, you opened my eyes that I've actually seen all these horror movies. I just thought I, I thought I was skipping all the slasher ones. Yeah, the huge horror fan all along, Steve. You just never knew. <laughs> that's the whole. Th- that's the reveal at the end, Steve. You were a horror fan from day one. You just didn't know it. Oh, how terrifying. <laughs> And then the last movie in our series, which will be coming out right before Halloween, is, as you said, there's been a great run of recent horror movies. Duke, The Witch, Get Out. and But we're going to talk about It Follows, which I have not seen, but you raved about. It, got, it, was, it was extremely well-received commercially, and it sort of de- had a little bit of the deconstruction elements, I'm told, as well, that, that you know, it was, it was self-aware, but not to the, to the annoying scream extent. It just sort of knew what it was doing and was clearly made, it sounds like, by a very smart hand who understood the whole process yeah i'm really excited about that one uh i actually i kind of wanted when we were figuring this out i kind of wanted to watch the witch or something uh different or get out maybe um but i'm actually really excited to be revisiting this film because it um it's it's another one of those that just sticks with you somewhere in your like gut you know it really uh 
it really it really sits with you. So yeah, I'm very excited to watch that one. And it's shot sort of in uh, um, like present day Detroit. So which which is really interesting, I think, visually because um, you get allusions to like the Halloween movies, but you also get um, you also get because uh, that just like that's the way Halloween was sort of modeled on on those areas. But then you also get um, the sort of like modern Detroit that's you know been ravaged by economic collapse and stuff like that so it's, it's a very interesting visual movie and then the story is great anyway that's enough about that but um but <laughs> we'll be, i, I we'll don't want to sp- a nice chunk of time on that one in a few weeks so yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it for you since you're no i'm it. really excited though I've, I've heard nothing but great things so i think it's a great hopefully a great capper to our little horror run here yeah i think the other thing we should mention is that uh all these are available uh to stream so if you want to stream along with us uh a variety um, of platforms, but hopefully you have yes, a bunch of platforms yeah, like us yeah, nerds. I, so. Yeah, so Rosemary's Baby is on Amazon Prime. Uh, the Thing is on Showtime right now. That might be the toughest one for our listeners. I, I would guess that's the least covered of, of what we're going to talk about. And then It Follows is on Netflix. So Pretty good. All, all out there. Uh, very little money need be expended on, on all yes, this. Yes, so. we do not ask much. We want you to get free content from the In Real Deep gang. So please do yeah. not spend money on our expense unless you have to. Or just, but, if you're going to do that, donate directly to us. <laughs> yeah. We will take PayPal and Venmo donations should you feel obligated to do so. But there is no obligation. At the very least, we want you to come along on the ride with us. We want you to watch these movies. It's, uh, it's you know, just as much of a trope as anything to watch horror movies in October. But for us, I think we're looking at it as a great excuse to catch up on some things we haven't seen and to sort of visit a genre that we have not really talked about at all on this podcast. I don't know if we've done any. We've probably done something that could be considered horror, but not. we've nev- definitely never looked at it through the horror lens. It's always been treated as action, adventure, thriller, something along those lines. So I think looking at it where it fits in the horror oeuvre is going to be a very exciting little adventure on its own. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. All right, Andrew. Well, we're going to leave you guys here. Enjoy those movies. Like we said, every Monday this month, we will be back with a new horror movie conversation, starting with Rosemary's Baby, then The Thing, and then It Follows. So give all those a stream, a download, a watch, and Andrew and I will return throughout October to talk about horror with you. Woo! Hey. (laughs) I was going to say boo, not woo. You're, You're missing up your first letter there. Oh, sorry. Sorry. We've got a lot to learn, clearly. <laughs> we do. But we have the whole month, so that's the important thing. Yeah. we got all the time in the world. I'll be on my game by October 31st. <laughs> I hope so. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll be seeing you further on up the road. Adios. <laughs>